This is Taiwan Plus on ICRT, your connection to stories that matter. Brought to you by the news team at TaiwanPlus.com. Welcome to Taiwan Plus News. I'm Ian Kavat. With the Lunar New Year holidays just around the corner, arrivals at Taiwan's main international airport are approaching their peak. Health officials are warning that the number of imported COVID-19 cases will likely rise. At the same time, they are working to contain the spread of domestic cases. Bing Wang reports. Passengers landing in Taiwan for the holidays arrive at an empty terminal. They are among an estimated 8,000 people who will touch down over the next two days, just in time to serve 14 days in quarantine before reuniting with family and friends for the Lunar New Year holidays. On Tuesday, the government made it mandatory for all arriving passengers to take a PCR test and wait for results at the airport. Taiwan's main international airport is doubling its workforce, equipment and ambulances to accommodate the surge. So far, an average of 8% of the passengers have tested positive for COVID-19. Locally, positive cases of the virus are also increasing. A cluster that originated at the airport last week has now been connected to at least 60 domestic cases. At least a third of those are linked to another outbreak at the Union Bank of Taiwan in Taoyuan. And there's concern that the bank cluster might grow. Taoyuan's health officials are still in the process of contact tracing people who visited the bank and dined in the same restaurant as employees who attended the banquet. Health officials have also added new testing stations and vaccination sites to make it easier for people who want to get their shots. And demand has grown. The central government restarted an online registration service that had been discontinued due to a lack of uptake. In Taipei, within one hour, 92% of the day shots were booked. So far, more than 80% of the population received at least one jab, and around 72% have had two doses. Taiwan has also officially completed its order of 10 million AstraZeneca doses, with a final shipment of 1.5 million doses arriving on Thursday night, just in time for the surge in demand. Alex Chen and Bing Wong for Taiwan Plus. The search for a missing F-16V pilot continues. On Thursday evening, rescue teams found what they suspect to be human remains, along with pieces of an aviation suit. The findings have been sent for DNA testing, with results expected later today. The F-16V crashed into the ocean off the coast of western Taiwan during a military exercise three days ago. Over 340 personnel and dozens of aircraft have been involved in the search and rescue of the missing pilot. Taiwan's president paid a visit to the family and urges the rescue team to continue their efforts. The first two of Taiwan's domestically built rapid mine-laying ships have officially entered service. President Tsai Ing-wen presided over the commissioning ceremony on Friday in the southern city of Kaohsiung. A total of four ships will eventually make up the Navy's first mine-laying squadron. The vessels are reported to have a newly developed system that allows them to lay mines quickly and accurately to protect Taiwan's waters. At the ceremony, Tsai praised the latest achievements of the country's domestic defense industry.
Semiconductor giant TSMC published their fourth quarter earnings with record revenue statistics across the board. The Shinzu-based company has scooped up pandemic-induced demand for the chips that go in a whole host of everyday and high-tech products. But as James Chater reports, it's the billions of dollars they are pouring into global expansion that's putting them well ahead of any competition. For many companies around the world, the past two years living with the pandemic have been some of the hardest in memory. But for one company in Taiwan, the picture has never looked rosier. According to earnings data released on Thursday, semiconductor giant TSMC's net profit was a record $6 billion in the fourth quarter of 2021, which only accounts for October to December. Across the calendar year, TSMC's net revenue rose from 45.5 billion US dollars in 2020 to 56.8 billion US dollars in 2021, an increase of 24.9%. It was an excellent year. Um, in US dollar terms, TSMC has grown 25%, uh, which is the second consecutive year where we've seen that type of growth rates. Uh, it's far exceeding the wider chip industry. TSMC is the most advanced chip manufacturer in the world. In this industry, the smaller the chip, the more advanced the semiconductor. And currently, TSMC and Samsung are the only companies in the world that are capable of making 5 nanometer chips. TSMC's wafer revenue is driven by these advanced technologies, which is a 7 nanometer chip or lower. 23% of its revenue in the fourth quarter of 2021 came from 5 nanometer chips and 27% from 7 nanometer chips. 16 nanometer chips made 13% and 20 nanometer chips and above made the remaining 37%. That means TSMC is making the bulk of its money where they already have a near technological monopoly. But it's TSMC's plans for 2022 that are really making jaws drop. A new plant is already under construction in Arizona, and the company is projecting they'll spend over 40 billion US dollars on expansion over the coming year. Most of that is designed to make their already superior position even stronger. Out of the 40 to 44 billion capex for 2022, between 70 and 80 percent of the capital budget will be allocated for advanced process technologies, including two nanometer. 3 nanometer, 5 nanometer, and 7 nanometer. TSMC was founded in 1987 by entrepreneur and engineer Morris Chang. Its headquarters are in what's known as Taiwan's Silicon Valley, Xinju. The uniqueness of TSMC's business model is that it only manufactures chips, and analysts say that gives it the edge when it comes to technological breakthroughs. We know that uh, economics works in TSMC's favor, uh, the bigger TSMC gets, the more powerful TSMC will be, and the harder for the competitors to catch up. So now TSMC is truly everyone's foundry. But it might not all be smooth sailing. The ongoing global chip shortage that has paralyzed production lines since 2020 has alerted governments around the world to the danger of their deficit when it comes to manufacturing their own chips. That led the U.S. Commerce Secretary to recently say that aggressive action was needed on chip production. In response, the U.S. government has proposed a CHIPS Act, a plan to set aside 52 billion U.S. dollars in subsidies for domestic semiconductor production. But when you compare that to the 40 billion U.S. dollars TSMC has earmarked for 2022, you get some sense of the national level proportions of the company's cash flow. And that's a signal 
of the confidence they have in their business beyond 2022. When you're investing this year, it's typically for capacity that starts to come online next year. And so I think the uh, the broader takeaway is that um, the next uh, you know two or three years are going to be exceptional. Uncertainty has been the operative word in the pandemic era, but for now at least, TSMC feels like a safe bet. Patrick Chen and James Chater for Taiwan Plus. Ilan County prosecutors have questioned County Magistrate Lin Zimiao over allegations of graft and money laundering. Lin and over 20 other county government officials were interrogated during the early hours of Friday. While Lin, who is the equivalent of a state or provincial head, was released, six others were only let go on bail. Prosecutors raided dozens of locations Thursday, including the Yilan County Government offices and the Luodong Township offices, where Lin had previously served as mayor. Taiwan's cabinet on Thursday approved a proposal that would see the legal smoking age rise from 18 to 20, as well as impose a ban on electronic cigarettes and flavoured tobacco products. The proposed amendments would make it illegal to manufacture, import or sell e-cigarettes. The government says the changes would help prevent young people from trying tobacco products, believing they are less harmful than smoking. The legislature will now review the proposal and vote on whether to pass it into law. Kaohsiung has announced a pay increase for staff at the city's public daycare centers. From January onwards, daycare workers in the southern Taiwan city will get an extra 165 US dollars per month, with an added 70 US dollars for kitchen staff. Around 350 workers at the city's 28 public daycare centers are expected to benefit. Two years into the pandemic and overseas travel feels like a desirable but also daunting prospect. But despite the challenges, Taiwan has made it to number 32 in the global passport power rankings. The latest Henley Passport Index from the London-based Global Citizenship Advisory Firm notes that Taiwan passport holders enjoy visa-free access to 145 destinations. The index moves Taiwan up two spots from the last quarter of 2021. Japan remains number one with access to 192 destinations without a visa. The Taliban takeover of Afghanistan has sent that country to the bottom of the list with only 26. We will now take you to Taidong, a city in southeastern part of Taiwan, to see how the new generation of the indigenous people trying to make a balance between modern life and their traditional way of living. Wei Zhonglu has more. For 47-year-old Mitsu, teaching people how to turn a fallen leaf into a useful everyday item is a mission. It's a method he learned from his people, the Amis. The Amis are one of Taiwan's 16 indigenous peoples. Altogether, they number just over half a million, making up less than 3% of the island's population. Some 80,000 of them live in Taitung, which has the biggest proportion of indigenous people of any Taiwanese city. Mitsu left his community to find work. But after years in a big city, he returned to Taitung homesick. It made him realize how important his roots were. Not longer after returning home, Mitsu and some of his Amis friends set up a business to introduce others to their culture through leisure activities and food. Elements of Amis culture are everywhere in Wuhai's restaurant. 
She's from another Amis village along Taiwan's southeast coast, but she didn't open this restaurant just to serve traditional food. One of the people she works with is Awus. He's the first in the village to breed YJ snails, a source of protein in Amis cuisine. They give visitors a guided tour of the snail farm. And a lesson on how bringing food to the table can bring a family together. Many indigenous people had to move to the cities to find work, but now they are looking to earn a living closer to home. A form that is more suitable to our modernized world now. That doesn't mean we're changing it or create a new culture. No, it's to find a way. To in a way to survive, but also to find a way to balance our traditional life and our and our modern life. Modern life has made it difficult for Taiwan's indigenous people to identify their own culture from the mainstream. But now, young people are seeking to express their identity and preserve their culture by establishing a new lifestyle based on traditional spirit. Wei Zhonglu for Taiwan Plus. Thank you for watching Taiwan Plus News. I'm Ian Kavat. For more stories from Taiwan and around the world, please download the Taiwan Plus app. Stay safe and see you next time. Thanks for listening to Taiwan Plus on ICRT. For more great stories from Taiwan and around the world, visit TaiwanPlus.com. <laughs>